Organize Me Radio, Episode 73, Ebony and Orderly. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Organize Me Radio. I'm Naima Ford-Goldson, and today I am so excited that I get to chat with a group of phenomenal women my business partners we are known as ebony and orderly and i'm going to introduce you to all of them individually so first we have carolyn rogers carolyn is the owner of meet nerd solutions in atlanta welcome carolyn thank you thank you so glad to be here thank you so much for being here i'm so excited our next member is dina smith dina r smith Dina is the owner of Closet Therapy with Dina. Hi, Dina. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And then we have Naomi Kialo. Naomi is the owner of Thrive in Order. Welcome, Naomi. Thank you so much, Naima. Glad to be here. So happy to have you. And last but not least, we have Tiffany Blassingame. Tiffany is the owner of Simple Organization. Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Now, we do have one other lady who is a part of us. She is not here today. Her name is Shahida Hill. So shout out to Shahida. So I am so glad to be talking with all of you. It's been a long time coming. And I would love for everyone to just learn a little bit more about Ebony and Orderly and about each one of you. So we'll start with you, Carolyn. Can you tell us how you got your start in the organizing industry? Uh, It's kind of funny. I kind of got in here by accident. (laughs) Started by accident. Um, I was helping a friend move and she was going to stay with me for a while. And um, she didn't have time to unpack. So she says, I'll hire somebody to do that. So I'm like, I'll just do it. She says, you know, they pay people to do things like that. It's like, they do what? (laughs) So, And I was like, uh, what? So it's it's what do you mean they pay people to do that she said it's called professional organizing look it up and literally like maybe not even a whole month later had my sign hung out business started and everything and um that was what almost eight years ago wow okay yeah you know we are ogs in the game at this point all of us <laughs> to say the least right all right so dina tell us about how you got your start in the industry I'm also an accidental um, organizer, as Carolyn stated. I um, moved to Atlanta on the heels of a divorce and was working for the container store. So I was trained um, to design spaces and I had all the product knowledge and have been overly, um, I started out in Dallas, which was actually the flagship store for the container store. So it was the premier storage and organization store but it was also the, they have an extensive training um, kind of program. And so being in retail, I'm also a parent. That's not the ideal situation for a parent, for any parent. And so getting out of that industry, I had all of these skills um, with me. Closet design, space planning, um, the visual merchandising piece of it, the language, the interaction and selling tools of um, of a salesperson and I was their store manager. So um, I had all these skills and needed to put it to work while I was in graduate school, um, getting gaining licensure and my um, accreditation as a licensed professional counselor and therapist. 
And so in this, um, in the extremes, it was, I was organizing on this side and doing therapy on the other side and closet therapy is the merging of those two worlds. And so, um, it was a matter of trying to make money while in grad school, um, utilizing all the skills that I had. And this industry around that time was like 2007-ish. So it's been a long, long, long time. Um, and it was kind of creating your own blueprint in the process. So was, there was a lot of kind of, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm getting paid to do it, especially since a lot of the women where I'm from in Atlanta, in the Buckhead areas where I was working, they had these assistants, professional organizers, housekeepers, all of these people that were doing all the things. I was just like, I could do that easily. And so it was a it was just a no-brainer to be able to step into the industry and put all the skills that I had naturally and the ones that I had acquired from the container store um, into action. All right. Naomi, what about you? How'd you get your start? Yes. So um, just like a little bit of Caroline, Google research. <laughs> so this, um, I was at a point where, you know, I've moved to a new country. I'm just trying to figure my, you know, myself out. So I was wondering what, you know, what I could do. So one thing I knew for, or I know for a fact is I'm organized. Like, <laughs> I think also growing up, growing in a retail store, putting things or organizing things on the shelf. Mm -hmm. So it's just natural to me. So I got on the internet, Google here and there. I, I found out about professional organizing. I was like, wow, okay, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. So um, I joined a one of the organizing organizations uh, and um, yeah, the rest is history. I worked with uh, some organizers and, you know, I was like, okay, this, this is something. So here I am. Mm -hmm. yeah, I love it. I, me and uh, before, I think before we started this collaboration, Naomi, you worked with me, right? Like we collaborated. Yes, I did. On a, yes. on a project in Alpharetta. So yeah, we that's awesome. That. I think you're the first one out of everyone that I met. So like in person. So oh. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Tiffany, what about you? How'd you get your start in the industry? I think like most organizers, I've been organized all my life, but didn't know that, that's, that this was a thing. I am a trained educator and my classroom has always been organized. I would organize other people's classrooms. And then I began to have families ask me about organizing um, their homes or getting their kids together. And so it just kind of fell in my lap as an educator. And it was an easy job to or business to start um, because I had the skill sets and it was something I could just get out and do. Um, and right now I specialize in student organizing only just because there's just so much of a need to support students and their executive function skills and families, um, as they are trying to help their kid manage their time and, and get organized. So I think mm -hmm. that marrying those two worlds was, um, really helpful for my business. 
I love it. Okay. And then, so for me, I got my start in the organizing industry because I kind of got pushed out of the media industry. That's what I think. I got pushed out a little bit. I, um, I had my oldest son, Ethan, who will be 13 years old this year, which is crazy to me. And I decided to leave the job that I was in because it was very, um, a toxic environment and it was just stressful. I had to go on bed rest. And then, um, I ended up developing all types of like things during pregnancy, preeclampsia, pulling muscles, like all, all types of stuff, a, a rash, like it was just a mess, right? So I knew that going back wouldn't work with having a kid. So I decided to stay home with Ethan for the first year of his life. And I was like, okay, I'll get back into it. Well, when I tried to get back in, it wasn't so easy. I had a couple interviews with um, Turner Broadcasting where I used to work. And um, I just, I got very far, but I didn't get either of those jobs. And I didn't know, like, you know, I'm like, well, what do I do? And my oldest sister, Takia, she said, uh, why don't you just start an organizing business? And so I'm like, okay, um, I don't know if I can do that. What do you mean? And she's like, you've always wanted to start a business. We hired a professional organizer for mom. You can do what that lady did. Just start your business. So after she said that, that got the wheels turning in my head, like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe that is something that I can do. And then when I did research, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Then I found a mentor who happened to look like me, like she had freckles, and everything. She looked like me. Um, and she let me come on a couple jobs with her. And she said, well, you should just start your business now. And I was like, no, I need money. I need this. I need that. And she was like, girl, no, you don't. Like the starting cost is low. All you have to do is this, this, and this. And I was like, okay, she's right. So then that's when I started my business. So I started my business and um, became a professional organizer, I'd say in 2012 and 2013. I started my business. So I love to hear all of our stories because we all decided to come together and collaborate on Ebony and Orderly in 2017. So who is Ebony and Orderly? I'm going to ask that question to you, Tiffany. Who's Ebony and Orderly? Ebony and Orderly is <coughs> a group of six prominent Black organizers <laughs> in Metro Atlanta. And we collaborate and support each other's businesses, but we also support the community. And that has looked like workshops for um, black and brown families and women around how to get organized, the wellness behind being organized and productive. We've done trainings for other organizers across the country. We've done organizing jobs together. And we now call on each other for that extra support within our own businesses as well. And most people would um, have some difficulty finding someone to work within their area, but not the six of us because we already know each other's strengths. We know um, how to refer someone out if there's something that uh, a particular person needs that we aren't able to provide. So Ebony and Orderly is really here for the community and supporting um, each other as well as um, Metro Atlanta families. I think that um, if I can add to what Tiffany's saying, I think that community piece is so important because each of us kind of back in that way back in that day expressed a need for community within each other, but also the lack of the African-American community at that time and 
organized living and the benefits of organized living to our community. And that was kind of our initial kind of driving force to do conferences was to get this information out because our community was at a deficit in access in um, just so many different areas. Um, and, and I think we did a really great job early on providing a low cost, um, effective, tangible tools that people can walk away with almost immediately in, in doing our conferences. So that community piece is super important for why we got together and why we do what we do. Yeah, I think that, you know, the fact that we all had different areas, you know, a different specialty, I think that re really helped with what we were trying to achieve because we could speak on all different areas. Dina can do the mental health piece, Tiffany all about students, you know, like it, it really was a great collaboration. Do you agree with that, Carolyn? Yes, yes, 100%. I have a few friends that came to that first conference and even the second one, and they're still talking about it. They're still using the things that we talked about. And it's like, now, um, I don't remember her name, but who was it that talked about the students and, and blah, blah, <laughs> now where can I find the information? Yeah, they, uh, the people that I know are still talking about that. So that lets me know that what we provided was of great value and that it's a, basically a lasting, um, not just a, mem a lasting memory, it's still in use. They're still using the things that we that we taught. So I, I'd, I'd say that's that's golden right there. I definitely gained something personally because at the time I didn't have any of the people to connect to. It was more like I was out there trying to figure out if I could do this, if, if there's someone I can connect to. And a lot of the organized organizations that were already out there were not necessarily receptive to my beautiful brown face and therefore also not receptive to giving out information as to how much I can charge or, you know, who, how do I get clients and all of this information. So really connecting to other brown faces that were actually doing it. I was like, oh my God, this is, come on, let's go. Whatever we're doing, I'm I'm down for it. Like it's, it was personally that connect, that community piece that was also important for um, my growth to be able to see, okay, left and right. Okay. I know where I stand in this, in this whole um, organization. Yeah. Naomi, what are your thoughts? What made you hop on board to collaborate with other women? Yes, uh, definitely support, um, accountability, you know, um, accountability partners, you can um, bounce your ideas with people who, you know, they understand you, they get you <laughs> and, you know, just learning from the best, which is you ladies. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about you, Dina? What do you think? Um, you mentioned, you know, having like, um, you know, not having that community of people that you could, you know, work with. What was your thought process when you knew that, this was something that we could, that could be done, that we could collaborate with each other and bounce ideas off of each other and host conferences together. What was your thought process? Oh, my thought process was like, I was literally holding it together. Cause as a, um, I think I have an entrepreneurial spirit or a lack of cohesive personalities with, with 
<laughs> other forms of leadership. I was literally on my own doing therapy out in the world and doing organizing completely separate. And so I didn't have a point of reference at all for if I was doing a good job, if I'm charging enough, if I am um, uh, operating in the appropriate protocol, what was working was working with my clients only. And so I, it could have been that I was just charismatic and they just like me and they just like working with me, but being able to look left and right to people that look like me that were in my same kind of age range that had the same desires to push forward this, this business, it was refreshing as well as it offered me the opportunity to kind of say, okay, where am I in the, in the grand scheme of thing? How do I measure up? How can I improve? Um, what could I do differently in my business? Or, okay, I have my own lane and that's awesome too, but I got to be able to see it in comparison to people that were receptive, that were welcoming, that had the same desire that I had to create community and, and, and create connectivity um, in with within ourselves where there was a huge lack and a huge gap for that. So it, having like a sisterhood and having somebody to say, hey, what do you think about this? I didn't have before. And before EO, I literally was in the conference um, saying, oh my God, Naima's teaching people how to fold fitted sheets and I'm doing this over here. I'm like, okay, do I charge more? Do I charge less? I didn't have any of that. And it's so important for entrepreneurs to be able to see themselves in someone and compare themselves to know if you're kind of in the right lane. And so it was, so EO has bought a sisterhood and a camaraderie and a push and an accountability as Naima, um, as Naomi um, pointed out that I didn't have before. And so that it's been very, it's been integral to pushing my and propelling myself forward in a space where I was just like, I don't know if I'm even doing the right thing. Can I do this? But other people doing it was a very important for me. Tiffany, why do you think Ebony and Orderly is important to the community? Well, when you say community, I think about three different um, parts of, of community, right? I think about uh, mainly Black women who we show, as Dina said, the benefits of organized living and how that helps to make them more productive and let go of some of the stress that they have. And, you know, we can go all into the data, but I won't do that right now. But um, just helping them to understand how to support their family and how to support themselves uh, within wellness. And then there's another part of the community that is all about um, other professional organizers, like we are the first and maybe only model of this sort where we have organizers coming together to collaborate, still having our own businesses and supporting each other and supporting the community. And so other organizers look to us as a model of how to collaborate. You know, it's not just about this competition what competition is out there, what is the other person doing? This is more about the collaboration piece of it. And then I feel that there's this other segment that we touch and that is all around um, people in general, the business in general of um, 
coming together and um, making, just making stuff happen, right? And that, it you don't have to be a woman, you don't have to be a professional organizer, any type of business that someone has, we've also set a model here as well. So when you say community, I think about a lot of different like pockets, uh, buckets that we um, have really kind of set the trend for moving forward. Mm-hmm. Sure. Carolyn, do you agree with that? Do you agree with um, Tiffany's definition of community or is it something different for you? No, I actually, I agree 100%. That she even gave me a couple that I hadn't even thought about. <laughs> but like, well, one that I hadn't thought about. Because mostly, most of the time when I think about community, I'm going back and forth between the community of um, African-Americans, African-American women, those kind of together. And then also the community of organizers, African-American organizers. So I feel like we're important to, as a service to the people that we serve with our services, duh. Um, important in that aspect that we have a, an impact there, um, as previously stated from our conferences and, and, and other times that we've seminars and webinars that we've done. Um, so there's an impact there, but then there's also the impact of um, representation, um, serving as almost a model for people that are other organizers and or professionals that are collaborating. Um, but the representation matters. I think it's important for us to see ourselves in people that we view as successful or that we view as, you know, making a great effort or that we view in a positive manner and that in positive manner and that that makes a difference for somebody else. So us being able to show ourselves in all of our greatness and all of our vulnerabilities you know, because I feel like, you know, we also show everything. When we're talking to other organizers, we show everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and that that's important um, to the people that are seeing us. I love that. And so through Ebony and Orderly, we have uh, collaborated on a lot of things. We've done two in-person conferences, right? One virtual conference. Mm-hmm. And then um, some of the ladies of Ebony and Orderly also did a CEU event, and we've collaborated on community service projects as well. But one of my favorite things that we collaborated on was our book. So we have a workbook, I guess, um, called 28 Days of Prioritizing You. Carolyn has it in her hand, 28 Days of Prioritizing You. And that is something that we've all, we all worked on together. We, we uh, selected quotes and then we wrote some words and then gave an action item for the people who are using the book to do. Um, Naomi, how did you feel about that collaboration with working on the book? Yes, um, it was definitely something that pushed me out of my comfort zone, considering that I never thought or imagined, you know, writing anything (laughs) to put out there. So um, when that came, the idea came up, I was, I was like, okay, this is, you know, this is um, a way, you know, to for that's personal for me to step out of my comfort zone. And secondly, I know for a fact that, you know, interacting with clients and just friends and family, I know they need that, that they need it. You know, it's um, a journal where you can with the actions and, you know, it's from, 
it's simple and you know um easy to read and digest and it's, it's a small 28 days you know you can do it so it's i was i was really um glad to be part of the you know putting out this book this journal really <laughs> dina as a mental health therapist um, do you think that this book will have a positive impact on the people who are utilizing it? Absolutely. Like, no question. Absolutely. Um, the idea of journaling in and of itself has um, this, for as a therapist, it has an inherent magical wand thing that happens when you take language um, and translate it through um through putting it into words and writing things out, there's a magic that happens that unwinds all of the chaos that's in our, our minds. And so there's a therapeutic piece to any journal, like any journal, but coupling the world of organizing with the chaos that sometimes um, is swirling around in our brains. It, it has its own magic and really is gives our readers or whoever purchases a journal an opportunity to bring um, calm to chaos that is in our head. Like it's it's really untangling lots of knots in the transition from thought to to language in the written form, and so. Therapists in general use journaling as a tool. It is a tool to help assist us in resolution that we are not able to do it sometimes in our dream states, in our regular um, interactive states. It has its own magic. And so um, I don't want to say our journal is particularly magic, but it has another layer because it also adds your physical environment and the mental and emotional environment intertwined, it helps us to kind of tease out what we need to tease out to bring that calm out of chaos. Girl, now you know we're magic. <laughs> I was trying to keep it, I was trying to keep it calm for be humble. the sake of my podcast and not get too woo-woo-y. Yes, there's definitely a whole lot of black girl magic going on. <laughs> now, Naima, what, one thing I want to say about the journal is I am not, particularly an active journaler, but even I use our journal sometimes because believe it or not, sometimes organizers get cluttered too. Absolutely. So, oh, yeah. so I find a great deal of value by going back and looking at not just what I wrote, but what some of you ladies wrote just as a reminder to get myself out of, you know, the funk that I get into occasionally. So yeah, even as a person that doesn't journal much, it's still helpful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So now what I want to ask you, ladies, is, you know, we've known each other for a long time. I don't know, six years, something like that. Six years, seven years, maybe longer. Yeah. Um, I would like to know, what is your favorite Ebony and Orderly memory? We'll start with you, Carolyn. I know I was going back and forth on this between the first conference, um, because first <laughs> conference, because I was actually, I think I was sick that day. I, was, I wasn't feeling great that day, but somehow I still felt great about the outcome of the conference and was happy to be there and whatnot. So, so I go back and forth between that and we did a retreat with just, just us and we were gonna be like working, making out some plans and doing everything. And what actually happened is that we all were extremely tired, had a lot going on and we did some work, but 
I think that we kind of just spent a good deal more time than we thought kicking back and relaxing and just enjoying talking to each other, figuring out where everyone was. And, and Naomi, I, Naomi cooked some great food that weekend. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank like, you. I, I cook, but Naomi kills. <laughs> so. <laughs> but oh. yeah, I, 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 those, those two are a tie for me. Dina, what about you? Mine was definitely our first um, conference uh, for so many different reasons. As I stated before, the professional, my own personal, internal professional development and growth, as well as I'm a big per, a big advocate of understanding the things that you don't like are as important as the things that you do like in figuring out your path and your destiny forward. And so in that, in that conference, one of the things that I did not like was doing all the work, right? Doing all the setting up chairs, lifting tables. <laughs> we did everything from scratch all ourselves. And so I was just like, oh, we're not doing this again. Whatever we got to do to make money, to grow, to have somebody to do this setup, pick another venue, whatever it looked like, that was valuable for me to be able to walk out because I was I was our first speaker. And so I went from setting up the breakfast table to putting on my speaker outfit in the bathroom to step it out on stage. I remember being sweaty underneath my clothes and nervous and still having to show up. And so it was a great opportunity to be able to walk that out. And some things you can't know and learn unless you do it. And so we were doing it. We were, we killed it. Like we, the fact that we more than broke even and had a little to spread around afterwards was a huge accomplishment because we hadn't known each other very long. We um, did not know um, the level of professionalism that each of us hold. We were just guesstimating at. We only had to vote one person off the island, which is a, a complete accomplishment that we won't talk about in this space. But we were able to accomplish something that we hadn't done before. We had no idea that it would be a success. But the seven of us at, the, at that time, and now six of us that, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of us that are our permanent awesome Ebony and Orly have gone on to create magic. And so um, it would that it will forever be in that art museum will be forever um, the, the stamp that marked we are a thing that is amazing, important, impactful, and monumental in the organizing space among BIPOC and other organizers nationwide. So it's definitely my fondest memory of all the things that we've done as a as a as an organization Naomi what's yours yes um everything everybody said plus um I think it was the first conference um somebody won like a two what do you call it like a session for organizing Mm -hmm. yeah so we all got prize. to do that Our grand prize was us all getting together and organizing someone's house yes that was that was that was interesting like all of us together in one closet we we did that like we crushed it in like what one hour 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> so definitely that's a great memory there of course you know you're in somebody's client I mean somebody's space actually you know doing the practical stuff you know so that was that's one of my favorite memories for sure <laughs> Naomi I forgot about that and that that, <laughs> that was 
look, that might be a, a close third. I might have to divide mine into three <laughs> instead of two. Because, well, the thing is, I think that that was the first time that we all saw each other work. And right. So the client or the, the winner, right, <laughs> the, client, the winner was anxious. She was very nervous, whatever. And then having Dina calm her down. And, and <laughs> meanwhile, and it was like, kind of fell into a system of, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to sort these things out. And everybody stayed busy while D- Dina kept her calm and, and right. helped her and everything. And she's, and now the, the person that won was someone that I know and she has maintained it. <laughs> she loved hey, it. And she has maintained it six years later. That she part. That Which part. means everyone did what they were supposed to do, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone's role was useful during that time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tiffany, what about you? What's your favorite memory? I would say that my favorite memory or memories are those where it involves our families. Like how many Mm. meetings we've had where the children have showed up or they're sitting over there, we get food for them. We know all about Carolyn's nephew and nieces and we had two babies born and (laughs) just the support graduations, seeing our kids grow, um, siblings, the support, going through loss of parents, just all of that um, is the other part of Ebony and Orderly, right? It, okay, I would add a fourth community, this one right here. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, yes. that, that's our behind the scenes that that almost makes it all worth it is the yeah. behind the scenes support, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say those memories that involve our ex well, it's our immediate family, but it's external to this group. Um, and how we kind of show up and support each other and ask about the kids and what's going on and the siblings and all of that. The husbands or lack thereof. (laughs) Oh, hold on. That's our um (laughs) official, unofficial uh seventh member is the wonderful Eric who gave us our name Ebony and Orderly um out the belief he just he just we were creating a name for all of you out there in podcast world we were trying to come up with a name and and Eric just waltzes in at the tail end of one of our initial meetings just it's like what about Ebony and Orderly I'm like yes like go ahead Eric like you're you are our unofficial seventh member because he is just always Johnny on the spot with information, Johnny on the spot with support, Johnny on the spot with, you know, all these things and he gets paid in beverages. So I love that. <laughs> or food. He loves the food. food. Right, right, food. right. And don't let it be Naomi's cooking because then it's hey. like, <laughs> hey, I think we all love Naomi's cooking. Right. Um. Right. For those people who are listening who don't know, Eric is my husband and he <laughs> is a news producer and he's just like, you know, creatively kind of a genius. Um, and then just, you know, just helped us. We were trying to collaborate or brainstorm on some names. And we were like, what about this? What about this? He walks through the room and he's like, what about Ebony and Orderly? And everyone's like, <gasps> so. We sat really, there and let it sink in for a minute. It's like, yeah, oh. yeah. And it really took everyone by surprise. And everyone's like, oh, I like that, you know? And, and we went with it and have been going with it ever since. So 
I would have to say that's one of my favorite memories when we all got together initially we had brunch at my house and we were trying to figure out what a collaboration would look like and what we could do and one thing that we all agreed on is that we wanted to teach our community how to become organized we wanted to teach them that you can hire someone to help you become organized you don't have to do it yourself you don't have to go through all that mental strain if this is something that you know you're not good at you can hire someone to help you do it and so i think you know collaborating and bringing that peace to our community to where they're like oh you're right i i don't have to do it on my own i'm not alone out here that's one of my fondest memories. Another one I would say is after our very first conference and we were all done and we packed everything away and we cleaned everything up and we just kind of went into the parking lot and we all just kind of like let out a sigh of relief because it worked, you know, <laughs> like we did it. It worked. We made it through. <laughs> that would have to be one of my favorite moments too. So, okay, so now what I ask everyone that comes on the podcast, it's my favorite thing to ask, and I would love to know um, what uh, all of you are going to say because we are all so different. What is your favorite organizing product or productivity tool? And we'll start with you, Carolyn. I, I, I had to think really hard because first I said, I don't think I have a favorite anything. I like everything, no. But I'm going to go with the productivity tool and that would be notes on your phone. Um, that's something that's always with me <laughs> and being able to keep a running list of tasks, things to buy, whatever it is, has been the most handy thing for me. So even, so it's kind of like, if I say I forgot something, it means that I didn't write it down or I didn't put it in the phone because other than that, it's never forgotten. I love that. Um, I'm a proponent of notes as well. Uh, I'm a definitely, <laughs> especially the fact that you can um, collaborate in notes. Like I, ha I have a notes list that's all grocery store and then I have a Target and Walmart mm -hmm. list, but I collaborate those with both my kids. Like if you don't put it on a list, it doesn't exist. It, it, if you need something from the grocery store, put it on a list. If you need something from Walmart, Target, put it on a list and they have their own phones and own worlds out there in the, the, the universe and you can just add it on. So I'm definitely um, a notes person. So Dina, is that yours or do you have something else? favorite? Part? Oh, I have um, two others, which probably um, tie. I am a huge, um, I'm a designer for Alpha. I design Alpha. Um, and it is one of the most versatile um, um, closet design products that I was trained in, of course. And I have Alpha parts and pieces from when my oldest, who is now 22, was probably three or four years old, and it still looks brand new. And so that that design tool, as well as product line, has been with me for most of 100% of my organizing life, as well as um, my uh, motherhood life. And it's been a way to um, create space where there is no space and design in functionality all over my houses, whether I'm renting, owning, or otherwise. My other product is the um, container store shoe box and all of the boxes that, all the various sizes of boxes um, that are in that shoe box line 
accessory box, sweater box, all those clear containers that have so much versatility from first aid kits to, you know, craft closet organization to all the other things. Those boxes, they fit within each other and have so much, so much flexibility and are at a excellent accessible price point that anyone can kind of grab hold of. You can use it inside a drawer, inside a closet, with a lid, without a lid. It's it, that product line in general is by far my favorite product line. So only tied with the high end would be Elfa. The low end would be the kind of container shirt shoe box line, that whole plastic side of the world. I love those too. I have those um, all around my house, girl, in my garage. In my closet, my kids' room, you know, those are just, I love them. Naomi, what about you? Yes. <clears throat> uh, for me, it's, I would say, especially when going into clients' homes or spaces, trash bags, number one. <laughs> so we need, because you need to get the clutter out first, you know, and with the trash bags, you know, it comes with the donation and all that, you know. So definitely that in my home too, gotta have some a bin or you know, a dedicated bin for the donations. So everybody knows where to put whatever doesn't fit or you know. So those two and um for productivity, thanks to Tiffany. Uh, she brought actually a timer, a timer, timer. I don't know. So that's been very helpful, especially with um, with a preschooler, you know, that keeps us on, on task and it's a great, great tool. So, yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. <laughs> Tiffany, what's your faves? Well, mine is the time timer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I stole it from. <laughs> yeah, I have a time timer um, in classrooms, upstairs downstairs it's a visual timer so it helps you to see the sweep of time because we don't use analog clocks as much anymore so we don't really feel that time is wasting away um and so time timer is my favorite you can also um, get time timer on your um laptop and your desktop you can have a time timer watch it could buzz when something is, is finished or, or vibrate for your kids with ADHD um, and need like something physical to help them to change to the next thing. So yeah, I am a time timer advocate. Yay. Yeah. I love it. So my favorite thing I would have to say is still, it's always been like a microfiber or velvet hanger because they're slim and if you have a lot of things in your closet, I don't recommend putting a lot of things in your closet, but if you do, it'll help to save the space in there. So that's my favorite. One other favorite is a valet rod. If you don't know what a valet rod is, it's um, something that you hook into your closet and you can pull it out and you can, if you just got back from shopping, you can hang your clothes on it. If you're laying out clothes, you can put your clothes on there. If you have dry cleaning that you're waiting to put away, you can put it on there. I, my husband and myself, we use ours every single day. Most useful thing in my closet. I, don't I love that though. That that is definitely a designer tip. Like if you're if you're <laughs> an organizer who doesn't design, that is 
like something that is way, way, way back that you have to reach out and remember. But as a designer, it's, it's integral to those, to those, the the functionality of being staging, like picking out your outfit, where do you put it? Like, do you create a whole rack or whatever? Mm -hmm. And for people who don't have the custom um, closet systems, there is a over the door hook that has kind of that same concept, but there's nothing like that valet rod. Yes. That's been amazing to bring to my memory that valet rods are awesome. Yep. Okay. So now switching gears a little bit, um, all of you ladies are so accomplished in your own right. Um, we've all, of course, have led different paths. We have different achievements. So I would love to know, um, for all of you, what is your greatest professional achievement? It can be through organizing. It doesn't have to be through organizing. Um, we'll start with you, Carolyn. Um, I think, okay, it might sound corny. I think my greatest professional achievement is that I'm still here. Um, I was one who I went through a lot of different side gigs and whatnot, and none of them really stuck. And that I think that the fact that, what, eight? almost nine years later, I'm still here um, and that I'm still getting clients. I'm still having clients call me back. I'm still having clients that recommend me, whether it's from the fact that they just like me or if they just like the work that I did, um, basically that I'm still going. And a lot of that I credit to our collaboration. Like, I think that um, I didn't have to think twice about the us collaborating together because like, well, I don't have anything to lose. I have everything to gain. If nothing else, I'm going to learn something. And I think that having the encouragement, the support, the seeing others do well and just being inspired from that um, has helped me to get through whatever the hard times when, you know, I, I, like a lot of organizers, like a lot of entrepreneurs had thoughts about, well, maybe I can't keep doing this, you know, just that I think that crosses every entrepreneur's mind at some point or another. But the fact that all these years later, I'm still here. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still encouraging other people to join. I, I consider that an accomplishment. I love it. Dina, what about you? Um, I think mine had to do with um, reach. Um, um, a piece of there's a lot of ambiguity in what I do. There was initially a lot of ambiguity in what I do, marrying the world of mental health and um, professional organizing so that I didn't have a blueprint. Um, and being now able to speak on national stages and it be embraced and to see the kind of deer in the headlights look of, oh my God, this is a real thing. And this is something that's important is feedback that I could never have um, banked on that I would be looking for, or even it almost blindsided me as to the importance and relevance of the work that I do. And that validation has been extraordinary. And I think that the an, another thing similarly would be to be able to post things on social media. You kind of put things out there for business or whatever, but for a stranger to say, Hey, I recognize you. I, I follow you. I see you. It's, it's like external validation that you didn't know that you needed to say that the work that you're doing is impactful and means something to Peter. And and it's, it's still very shocking for people to be like, Oh, you are. And I'm like, 
what? How do you know who I am? Because you don't have the connectivity when you're putting things out there to get the response other than the people that you know. Like we support each other and put comments under each other's comments. But when a stranger walks up to you in person, it's just like, oh my God, I know who you are. It's it's really speaks to the work that we've been doing for a really long time. And without really the validation that we... um the dues that we're, we paid kind of shows up in your face and it's just like, holy smack, I, I was at your first conference and you guys did X, Y, and Z, or I know you from whatever. And you're like, oh my goodness. And to see the positive impact that it has, that's kind of my own biggest personal achievement around um, the work that we do, the, the impact that we set out to do is actually real. Oh girl, you're famous. <laughs> Look out for Dina. She got more things in the works, okay? Everybody going to be like, oh, wait, I saw you on TV. <laughs> I wasn't even talking about that. I was just talking about it. I know, I know, but I'm, but I'm talking about it. I'm I'll putting it. it out there for you. <laughs> Naomi, what about you? Yes, um, I would say for me, it would be, you know, when, like, people you've worked with, clients, they, you know, come back they report that you know it's changed their life in in some way you know they're they finding peace in their spaces serenity mm. so um a lot of that um is really encouraging it um because it's something that i didn't you know when something is kind of natural to you you don't know you, you know you assume that it's natural to everybody else like so um it's been quite um the journey when you know when you get such kind of feedback just fuels you and keeps you you know fired up to keep to keep to keep at it mm-hmm. and yeah I would say that's you know generally because my business name is Thrive in Order so my, the point is to thrive not just live mm-hmm. so yes that's my that's mine <laughs> love it what about you Tiffany what's your greatest professional achievement so I'm an educator for life, and I, I started working in daycares, working in a school system, and to be able to go from there 20 plus years ago to now having both a business and a nonprofit that's centered around education and being able to educate others about wellness, being able to educate others about diversity, equity, and inclusion within the organizing industry, Um, having a school that I founded that actually uses everything that I talk about with parents um, as examples in the classroom already so that it's easy for kids to go home and be organized and and understand like their piece in, in what that looks like. Um, I think that is it. Like, I never would have thought that I would own a business, lead a business. You know, I was told you go to school, you get that job where you're going to get a good retirement plan and some benefits and you stay right there and be secure. And this has taken me from that. And I get to do what I enjoy professionally. Um, so I would, I mean, I, maybe it's just the risk taking, I don't know. But that's been my, what I feel has been my greatest achievement. Mm -hmm. I love that. 
Um, so for me, I think it would have to be being able to collaborate with so many people throughout the years in the organizing industry, whether it's with um, Ebony and Orderly or whether it's through Organize Me Radio podcast. Um, I feel like I've always been kind of a person that brings people together. I mean, I didn't realize it until my husband pointed it out to me, like, you know, if Naima invites you, they'll come, like, they'll come if she invites you, like, with my family specifically, like, I'm always, like, you know, bringing people together, but I realized that within the organizing industry, I'm kind of that way, too, with, you know, hey, we're doing this, you want to come, do you want to do this and that? So I think just, you know, having that, I guess, um, I don't know, I guess uh, that trait, I don't know what you would call That's it. That's charismatic energy, baby. Okay, well, thank that you. Charisma. <laughs> but I'll have to give credit to being the fifth of eight children. I'm from a big family and I'm smack dab in the middle. So, you know, <laughs> I have to take initiative to do things. Otherwise, I'm just like kind of drowned out like, hey, what about me? What about me? Anyway, <laughs> so I'd have to say that is my greatest um, achievement, just connecting with people and collaborating. And I am so thankful for all of you ladies, because I swear I didn't pay attention to self-care until I got with you all. And I didn't realize how much my life lacked it. And I think that now I make it a priority and you've all, you all have helped me. So thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate all of you doing the podcast with me today. And I would love for everyone to tell people how they can find out more information about you. We'll start with you, Carolyn. Uh, you can find me most likely at uh, my website, um, theneatnerd.com. Um, I do have some social media, but um, you probably find the most information and the easiest way to contact me through my website. Dina, how can we find you? Everything out there in the social media world is Closet Therapy with Dina. Anything Closet Therapy with Dina, reach out. It's so easy. Closet Therapy with Dina, Instagram, Facebook. And otherwise, closet therapy with Dina at gmail.com. All the things, any way that you can think about it, it connects you to me. And so I am a, a one woman show. And so I answer all of my messages and all of the above. So reach out. I love to connect with you. Naomi, how can we find out about yeah. you? Yes, um, you can find me on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, um, Thriving Order. You can... Uh, reach out to me via email, thriveinorder at gmail.com. And yeah. All right, Tiffany. You can find me or Simple Organization on Facebook and Instagram at TWBLASS, B L A S S. And if you're looking for some thought provoking articles and insightful um, things to think about, go ahead and follow me on LinkedIn. Tiffany Williams, Blessing Game. I'm on there and sharing all things DEI, organizing, and getting your kids organized mainly. All right, and you guys already know me, but if you don't, restoreordernow.com. It takes you to all of my social media and everything. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> thank you all for joining us. Be sure to tune in next time for an all new episode.